0: With everyone on lockdown, video conferencing apps like Zoom are more important than ever. But how does one prep for a Zoom call? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET's expert on future tech and amateur magician, Scott Stein. Hey, Scott. Hey, how are you doing, Roger? So I'm sure sure like me, your life is consumed by video conferencing, whether it's Zoom, whether it's Skype or FaceTime. I gotta ask, how often are you on video? Uh, A lot.
1: A lot, a lot, a lot. I I think um, we all are now, right? So we're we're all getting pinged by uh, by Zooms and house parties and and Hangouts and
0: Facetimes and um, and and that's just like life now. I'm so I'm a lot less social than you are. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more of an introvert when it comes to at least in this lockdown environment. So I actually don't have I haven't had as many Zoom calls that aren't work related. But you you are like living your life on video basically, right? Like you're interacting with people personal family, friends, colleagues, everything's on video now, right? It's a lot.
1: Now I have to say too, that um, I am outgoing, but also as a part of me, that's very introverted at the same time. So like, I know what you mean. Like there are times I just don't want to do it. And that's also, I didn't even mention that in the story, but that's okay. Like we're all feeling moments where we're overwhelmed. Like there's a new weird commitment. I feel like to, to join, they're, they're exhausting to join, um, you know, family Zooms and house parties.
0: For sure. And I think that, that that's why I wanted to talk to you about your story today. You, you have a nice piece looking at sort of how to, I guess, uh, make the visual presentation of, of, the, of these video conferences a little bit better, um, in particular, like using your iPad, which I, I imagine a lot of folks are doing. We use our iPad for video conferencing all the time. Um, and so, I mean, you've you've uh, you've come up with a couple of suggestions and a couple of tips, but like just, just sort of walk us through, like, what, uh, what are some of the things to consider when using your iPad for a video conference? Sure. Well, this popped up because
1: it's just, you know, something like, you know, I don't know if I have all the greatest suggestions, but I know that I'm using it a lot and a lot of people are because it's bigger than an iPhone and uh, it's more convenient than a laptop. But the first thing you notice when you grab an iPad is it should be the best tool, but the camera is in a weird place. And meaning like most of the time, if you have a case to prop it up, the camera is going to be on the on the left edge,
0: right? Because if you're on a landscape mode, it's it's yeah, it's on the left. It's it's this weird angle, right? right? So all of a sudden,
1: your face looks like it's not looking at directly at the camera. You have this weird, uh, so you have to adjust for that. I find that it's just helpful to like kind of cheat it a bit and like try to look at the edge, but that's also weird. Or just relax, you know, like tilt the iPad and just like let go and say like, whatever. Um, but it's weird because you try to look at people, it's not. Uh, you know, some of them allow you to drag the, the view. Zoom is not that flexible on an iPad. Um, and it's also, I didn't even mention, you can't multitask on it. So it's not like you can bring in another pain right. um, on the iPad. But I'd say like the camera is the one big thing to account for. The second, which is like another kind of dumb but important thing, is how do you prop it up? Yes. A laptop, yeah, like laptops are great for that. Uh, iPads are not because the the angles wrong most iPads the cases angle upwards and so you're you're all of a sudden getting like a lot of chin you're getting a lot of like the ceiling
0: I mean we have a stand uh, that we use and the angle is just it's like it's too low right the angle is too small and so you don't even get the head you get like the top of the head it's particularly annoying for uh, for my son who uses it you know as a kid, you know he kind of sits low anyways and so like you get like a bit of hair, yeah, basically on the screen that's it you and basically we've had to use like everything from toothpicks to other pieces of paper or book to kind of prop up the back of the iPad to angle it correctly.
1: Yeah, I've been doing like books. Uh, you have to be careful because if you prop something up t- at too much of an angle, if you have like a magnetic case or something it could fall and you don't want to break your iPad. I already got one cracked iPad around the house, so like you could you could push books together and wedge it between. Uh, it's, it's weird stuff like that. I also realized like you know we did a Passover Zader zater uh via a zater via Zoom, um, and, and also via house party, and to get everyone in frame is the other thing. Um, assuming it's not just you, that if it's a family. You're going to have to get really creative with the angles. Um, I find that you know, unlike the rear cameras on iPhones and things like that that can go wide angle, there's not there's not much of an option on, on iPads for that. So you have to push it back. I had to push it back like a good few feet and just make sure everybody was kind of all artfully composed that we could all see each other. Um, so there's there's also that frustration that you sometimes I find tilting portrait and, and landscape is. You have to try to find the one that works best for the shot you're trying to get.
0: Right, right. And you talked a little bit about lighting too, right? Like, actually, that kind of makes a difference, particularly because that that front-facing camera isn't like the best camera there.
1: Yeah, it, it's it is important. And Brian Cooley uh, at CNET had, had given a lot of tips on her site about you know how to light yourself well for professional stuff. That's certainly important. Uh, you know, I think the typical things people talk about are avo- avoiding what I'm doing right now, which is sitting behind a brightly lit window. But right. But that's what I what I have at the moment, and that's the thing. Sometimes you will have things you just can't avoid. So I think everyone's more forgiving now, and they're also, you know, there's a certain grit to the world that, like, I would say, don't worry too much and just kind of roll with it. But I'd say, don't be backlit. Try to be frontlit. Obviously, you know, check your hair and stuff like that. But there's also some things you can do. We're all sitting in weird spaces and feeling. Like, we're a little vulnerable in our personal lives, exposing that you can put a virtual background on, which is like what everybody seems to be doing. Mm. Um, that's helpful. It, it's easier on iPads, it, it runs a little smoother. I found on laptops sometimes the graphic requirements prohibit you from using a virtual background. But iPads, I found good luck with it. And you can just put yourself in whatever. Uh, something from your photo library or uh, one of the presets outer space. Um, right. And other previous zoom. So um, that at least allows me to, you know, mask the background and not me. And then the other thing that's helpful, which is not a camera thing is to put on headphones because everybody's all around you. And you may not want uh, people in the room, like friend zooms where it's like college friends and they're all saying whatever I, Get a little crazy. And get a little rowdy. Yeah. Or
0: get a little rowdy with your
1: Yeah. A little so inappropriate I don't want for your the kids. kids to yeah. Listen to that. Um, and you want your own privacy.
0: And I will say, going back to your point about virtual backgrounds, like I've become a huge fan of them. Not because I'm a fan of virtual backgrounds, but it's just, it's a good way to hide the clutter and yes. mess around my house because it, it is a mess. It's a complete disaster right now. We have barely everything under control. And so uh, being able to like put a nice, beach background on or at least my current favorite is just having like a baby yoda behind me <laughs> nice hovering thing. and it's it's reassuring and i think it you know it's, it disarms people once they see that background like oh that guy's not yeah it's comforting yeah, it's fun you know he's yeah 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 so prider's a great guy um that's why, be, that's, why become, <laughs> that's why i become a fan <laughs> of those things uh there, there's so many reasons um all right uh, headphones is a great thing what are some of the other suggestions you have
1: um you know turn off notifications um you know it, it, if you find you're getting pinged too much because sometimes those can block things out um you know those are the biggest ones i would i would say that like you know getting used to the weirdnesses of the individual app and like, so i was getting back to like zoom is not multitask friendly so like if you hop out of it which again it's fine it gets still kind of talk in the background but you're just not going to be like mm-hmm. visually present you, you just have to get used to that um there's deeper stuff that like we've given zoom tips on on, on CNet about like um, recording zooms if you're if you're doing that which I haven't even uh, gotten that much into yet crazily enough. but um, sharing screens, which uh, I have a couple of friends that are really into even socially, um, getting used to, uh, to to doing that. I feel like that has its ups and downs, it's super important from a professional angle but like when friends do it in a chat, it starts feeling like a PowerPoint. So you kind of like, are we in like a seminar now? <laughs> I do feel that like, and this is like, I, I was talking with somebody else unrelated to this about how to be creative right now when you're trapped at home. All of these things, it's important, I think, to celebrate the limits, which is you can think about all these extra tips and tools, but it's also okay to not use those and to just do what you've got and, and it'll be fine to communicate. So I think that's also like being easy on yourself with this and not panicking about what do I need to do is all right. Nobody people are more forgiving now about about you showing up in whatever and not being lit well than they ever have. And um, I think that's true across the board. Um, I mean, look, we have like TV shows that are, you know, like Saturday Night Live or, you know, uh, Colbert and, and you know, right. it, it's like it's like a new charm in, in the world, which is like that, you know, it's almost like to show to show the real you in all of its like weird grit is like, it's, it's it's maybe better in some ways than trying to be too professional.
0: Absolutely, I think there's some something to be said about uh, showing that authenticity in the experience.
1: I said one more thing, which is like, and I, I think this is obvious, but I forget how many people don't know about it. Just gallery, gallery view versus active view. Uh, if you've never used Zoom before, just remember to tap that button which is a little f- confusing because it can be gallery view and the other one's active speaker. Oh yeah. But it basically means yeah. if active speaker. It's, it's great for a couple of people. So like the main person can talk and fill the screen gallery view turns you into the Brady bunch where like everybody's in a little Hollywood square. Um, that's great for, for big group family reunions. If you have 60 people, it's a little weird, but it's a great way for like eight or nine. I feel like it's a fantastic way to realize who's in the room and acknowledge
0: the people who aren't talking. Okay, that wraps things up. You can check out Scott's story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.